Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our new episode of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. I'm Alvin King, and welcome to our anniversary show, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, we have been on the air for one year, and tonight we are celebrating, and we are honoring this show with love. That is our theme tonight for our anniversary. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our anniversary show. Our anniversary show tonight, as I said, is all in the spirit of love and gratitude. And we're going to share uh, special guest appearances, some previous guests and viewer shout outs, a few of our favorite clips, and hopefully yours. And we will announce the winners of our, our book giveaway from our, last, our show last week, which featured author Dwayne Vernon. And I also want to say thank you all for all of your congratulatory uh, testimonial submissions. Uh, we could not get them all get them all in and played. We we got an overwhelming response to to our request to submit some submissions. Hello, Rose. Hello, Monica. And please, I want to give a shout out to Oscar. He's on here every week, and I never say hello to Oscar. He doesn't. He doesn't put his quotes in here. But hello, Oscar, and thank you. Happy thank you for the happy anniversary. Um, we are grateful uh, to be on this show for one year, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to do something that I would normally do at the end of the show, but I want to do it now so that I don't forget. Um, hey, Rudy, I want to first thank the NNPA for this platform that that we have here that we've been able to you know, bring to you um, at, for 45 shows, which is our 45th show tonight. Uh, we are so happy and fortunate to have the NN, this platform by the NNPA. I also want to thank our producer, Norman Rich, ladies and gentlemen, for just, just being supportive of the vision and making sure that, that we get pushed and, and we do what we have to do to bring this show to you every week. I want to thank our guests who have given their time Every Friday when you're on here at 7 o'clock when you could be out cocktailing or doing whatever, but you're watching us and supporting us, and we appreciate that. And I also want to thank our previous hosts, co-hosts that have been on, Jacques Whitfield, Saladin Dare, and Nigel, who's a new uh, one of our new um, co-hosts. And I especially want to thank Vash Bodhi because... Vosh Bodhi, you all, you can't see, but if I had three hands, he would be the third hand, ladies and gentlemen, okay, for making this show run. They are all blessings in disguise. And um, again, in the name of love, ladies and gentlemen, before we start the show, I have a special shout out that I want to give. Um, I don't know if you all have seen the cover of Essence, but uh, Niecy Nash and her, her wife, Jessie Betts, are on the cover of Essence, and they are the first uh, couple, lesbian couple that Essence have ever had on their cover. So a shout out to Nisi Nash um, and Essence and Jesse Betts for, for making this happen. So um, right, right while I was going through that, I got, uh, I got a, a little note that said that we have a, um, a special guest that wants to give an announcement that I don't know about. And this is a total surprise to me, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, if we can have the surprise. <laughs> On behalf of the National Newspaper Publishing Association, I'm very pleased to salute and congratulate. He said, he said, he said, 
on the first anniversary. This is an important live stream program that NMPA supports. We support diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we have to have a variety of voices and content on our broadcast. Wow. Um, thank you, Dr. Chavis. And, you know, I don't want to say anything else without bringing on my co-host tonight, Mr. Vash Bodhi and Mr. Nigel Ashford, if, if we could do that. Hey, happy anniversary. Cheers, happy anniversary. Cheers, <laughs> cheers, 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 cheers. Um, let me tell everybody, um, Nigel is on the way. He has some technical difficulties, but he is going to be here for the anniversary show. So just want to let you all know he's coming, but he's, again, he will, he will be on the way. Cheers, Vosh. In the meantime, we are enjoying our bottled cocktails. That's all I'm going to say because they are delicious and we could not think of a better way to celebrate than by supporting one of our previous guests. I, I couldn't have said it any better. I am drinking Basil, Has Basil Hazel tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And for you all who don't know, in October, we introduced a segment of the show called We See You, where we recognize Black-owned businesses, Black-owned and operated businesses. And this company, Bottle, right behind me here, Bottle was our first guest on the show. And if we could, I think they, they are back. They, they, they wanted to do a special appearance tonight. So, hey, Stefan. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. You know, we, we thought it was incredibly important for us to participate in this anniversary. Uh, we're actually out on date night. Yeah. Uh, but it is incredibly important. We thank you all for, you know, supporting us and really evangelizing what we're doing. Uh, we also want to do the same for you, too. Yes. So. Thank you again, Alvin, for just having us. Thank you for introducing us. Thank you for just everything you've done for Bottled. And he said, he said, he said, you, Vash, as well. Um, just thank you, really. Well, thank you, because, you know, there are... There are a lot of people doing things and, and businesses that are being run, Black-owned businesses that are being run. And I know I was very delighted to have you guys on the show. So thank you. Thank you, Vash. Did and you congratulations say on, on your anniversary. Yes. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah. And we hope to be on again. We hope to support any, any anything else that you all are doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Well, we are talking about doing a viewer party reception thing with chef Cottrell. So you guys, you know, hold out because we yeah. are likely to call you to have you participate in that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. We'd love awesome. to We'd love be to a part. That. Yes. We're calling it yes. our spring thing. Well, we're not going to keep you from your date night because truly <laughs> I know how important those are. Okay. So, you know, and you got to make sure that you seize the moment, but thank you all for taking the time out to come and give us a congratulatory uh, salute. And we hope to see you guys real soon. All right. Yeah, Thank you, you so soon. much. Congrats. Thanks, Congratulations. Guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? That was quite amazing. And speaking of nice, I don't want to just gloss over Dr. Benjamin Chavez Jr. showing up yes. and giving a message. That is monumental. And we appreciate being welcomed in to the NNPA family. To NNPA. Mm -hmm. To Dr. Benjamin Chavez Jr. This one's for yeah. you and another year's coming. Okay. Yes, indeed. So wait a minute. So I told I told the well, first of all, you guys, for those of you, <laughs> hey Keith J, hey Monica, we got Karen Spencer on here. 
Durbin is here. Don Wagner is Wagner is here. Hey, do you, I don't know Don. Do you, is Don is Don a newbie? Don, are you new? Is this your first time? Because we have not seen Don. you come across our screen, and we are happy to see you. Thank you for helping us celebrate. We got acknowledged, and I see Alma and Rose. Oh my God! Thank you all. And did, did we say Rudy? Yes. Okay, but we say still, we say we Rudy. We can never say Rudy enough. Hey, we Rudy. cannot ever say because our skin looks <laughs> the way it does because of Rudy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we we cannot say his name enough. But um, you know, as I said in the introduction. We had some folks that have um, provided some congratulatory testimonials, and we were so honored to, to have them. So if you guys would join us, um, just come and go on this journey with us, and hopefully we have pulled some footage that, that you will be pleased with, because we're going to talk about some of the shows that, that we pulled, and don't, don't, be, don't feel you know, like you don't, you don't want to chime in. You don't, you don't have to chime in. Please chime in. We want to hear from you, all right? All right. So if we could roll our, look, our first guest testimonial um, and let, let's let it rip. I'm Dr. Holmes, and I was a special guest on a few episodes of He Said, He Said, He Said, where they discuss mental health awareness as well as code switching. I want to thank you guys for this platform and say happy anniversary. And I'm looking forward to many more um, great topics and discussions and in educating our community. It has been um, a great Thank year. For that. I have looked forward to that every Friday uh, podcast, and I can't wait to see what you all have in store for us for 2022. Thank you very much for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, but before before we get to this next clip, um, before we get to this next clip, I also want to say that Doc Donita uh, actually was the first person to introduce our mental health series that 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 we have, and so um, uh, she wasn't the only one though that we had on our mental health series. We had um, uh, Stephen Welch, we had Corey George, E.K. Ray. We had um, Titileo uh, Ogunmaginwa from the American Diabetes Association and Dr. Deborah Warner all talking about how you can take better care of yourself. And we, that, that has been a tremendous uh, uh, feat for us in running this show this year. So thanks to everyone that, that, um, that I just mentioned. And thank you, Dr. Donita. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And one, one more plug for Dr. Donita. She is actually my second eldest niece. Okay, so I just want y'all to say that some brains running this King family. I just want you all to know. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I, I got to give some shout out. Okay, and Colin Clark is on here from New York. I'm Hi. talking. I'm talking good friend. Thank you, Colin, for for joining the show, and thank you for the well wishes tonight. So. I know you all saw it, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get started. You guys, want, we have a clip that was just up. Let's run these next two clips because we got Thank something to say about this that. family I think affair. we gave her fantastic advice, which is absolutely what she needed. Let's all listen to question number two. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, my name is Donnie Grady, and I will be your virtual video reader for the day. So let's get started here. And hello, everyone, by the way. I apologize for that. Hey, Ms. Alma. <laughs> uh, 
question begins. I just got a new job working security. I'm grateful to get this job. I lost my other job during COVID. I work the night shift and my problem is this. There's a coworker I'm partnered with. He leaves every night to go see his girlfriend. He's married. Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. He's married and I, <clears throat> oh, I'm not trying to get all up in his business, but I'm new and I need him to do his damn job. What's your advice? Should I go to him directly or to the supervisor? I'm mad conflicted. Well, I already know my answer. I won't go to the man, you know, personally, but it's you guys' job on the panel to handle this question. Thanks. I love that the Mona Lisa is like judging him. I know. And <laughs> Mona Lisa's back there like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even hold that back. Like, just like... <laughs> I was all That's in Mona Lisa's face. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay. That is my name. <laughs> you know that 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 was a clip from Ask Alma. Is that is that correct, Vosh? Yes, it is. So part of this anniversary celebration, uh, we're actually celebrating our journey of not just doing our own show, but of actually being a part of the NNPA family and being on Alma's show. Alma's show is a you know it's an advice column show where people get to write in with questions and she has a panel that answers those questions it's on tuesday nights it's super fun and to be a part of her family as a result of being a part of the he said he said he said family is really super fantastic and that clip was hilarious because the mona lisa really was a part of that clip she really was just looking and making sure he was asking that question right it was really hilarious well we also have another clip because you know we're like motown here so we brought alma onto our show so yes. Let, let's take a look at, at that clip when we invited Ask Alma to, he said, he said, he said. I do yes, not understand indeed. why people will leave their house on the phone because they don't want people inside to hear their conversation and then stand outside and let the whole neighborhood <laughs> hear it. Why would they do that? Like, why would they do that? <laughs> oh. Oh, what? Oh my God, that that was a that was a freeze. Oh my goodness, we I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't to that. know what happened to that clip, okay. but that was a moment where Alma was back on our show. We can see if we can bring that up later. Well, we <laughs> we see if we can bring. <laughs> but yes, like I said, it's like Motown around here, and and we we definitely work together and support each other. And Alma, really, really thank you for for all 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 that you do. So I think Alma has something that she wants to say. Alvin, Vosh, hey, and happy anniversary to you and the He Said, He Said, He Said crew. Every week, I can't wait to see what I can learn, and I can't wait how you guys challenge us to be better. Um, again, I learn something new every week, and I enjoy spending time with you every week. So, Cheers. Here's to much success. And I couldn't be more thrilled for you. Again, happy anniversary. Thank you, Alma. Thank Thanks, you. Alma. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, as I said, we, we are truly a family affair and we could not have had this year without the support of the NNPA. And I think we have a clip where Vosh 
introduce to our viewers who NNPA are. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think we do. Hold on one second. I want to just give you guys a little bit of background on NNPA. So back in 1827, a group of prominent free African-Americans met in New York City at the home of Boston Crummel. They met to discuss ways to streamline communication about the issues that confronted their various communities. So at that time, Black citizens didn't really have access to newspapers. And those newspapers they had access to were often used to fight against their actual causes. So during that meeting in 1827, the decision was made to start the first newspaper published by Black Americans. The newspaper was called Freedom's Journal. And some of the first words that appeared in Freedom's Journal was, too long have others spoken for us. We wish to plead our own cause and they have not stopped. Over the years, the number of Black newspapers grew and in 1941, representatives from the 22 largest publications met in Chicago, where they tried to streamline and focus their energies together for the cause of Negro journalism. And the National Negro Publishers Association was born. In 1956, some, what, 14 years later, the organization changed their name to the National Newspaper Publishers Association. And today, the National Newspaper Publishers Association has more than 200 Black newspapers in the U.S. and in the Virgin Islands. And thanks to the digital age, they have been able to start BlackPressUSA.com, which enables them to provide real-time news and information to the world every single day. They've recently gotten into long-form video programming, which is how you are seeing He Said, He Said, He Said right now on your screen. So we congratulate the Black Press NNPA on 81 years of informing and representing Black Americans. We are humbled to be included in your legacy of journalism. It's awesome. Thank you. To Karen Carter Richards, the NNPA uh, chair, to Dr. Benjamin Chavis, Jr., NNPA president and CEO, to the entire NNPA organization, network and family. We thank you for holding this space for all of our voices and we hope you have the most amazing conference ever. Now to find out more about the Black Press and NPA or to register for the virtual conference, please visit virtualnnpa2021.com because we will be there next Friday. We hope you will be there. The conference starts on the 23rd and goes until I think the 25th or the 26th, but more information is online. Please, please, please check it out. You didn't know, you guys, that you were part of such an amazing legacy being on the show I did you. <laughs> well, there you have it. There, there you have it. 81 years, the NNPA has been in full swing. And well, this will be 82 years this year, correct? Because this year is actually 82 years. 82 and years. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Well, you know, we, we have a, a, another, another clip that, that we're going to play from the show. We had an author that was on the show, ladies and gentlemen, who, who wrote a book, Alabama Grandson. And I, his whole, if you haven't seen it, please go to our YouTube and pull up the entire show. But here's a clip from Alabama Grandson with Cedric Bridgeforth, the author. Is your favorite piece of advice that you got from your grandmother that either is or is not in the book? Oh, <laughs> oh. look, I'm, I'm gonna do this right now. 
Ooh. <laughs> I'm well, like, I have a few. I have a few. The one, that, he's like, the, the one that the one that came to mind is really around patience, right? Mm. And she would always, you know, people were like, you know, pray for me, pray that I have patience. And she's like, you know, baby, don't pray for patience unless you realize mm. that God stores patience on the other side of hell, and you may have to go through hell to get it. I'm telling you guys, that was an amazing show. So, and it, again, it was one of the shows that was one of the turning points uh, for for our show because we had never had an act. Well, and he, he's an author. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to Cedric, but that was the first time that um, we had a an, an author in the book in my on the show. That I think no, it was he wasn't the first, but his book was he had just his book had just dropped, and so. It was, you know, he made time to come on the show, which um, we were very, very grateful for. So, um, yeah. So thank you, Cedric, for those kind words. Um, you know, I mean, for, for that um, that um, for, for that um, piece that, that you ran on the show. And I think Cedric is here, right? Is Cedric here? Hello, I'm Cedric Bridgeworth. I appeared on the episode entitled Black Excellence. Congratulations on your anniversary. The wealth of knowledge and depth of experience shared within this context is exactly what the world needs right now. Thank you, he said, he said, he said, and much success to you in the future. Thank you, Cedric. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cedric. And what nice words. I mean, exactly what the world needs right now. It's a lovely thing. I mean, uh, one of the things that surprised me about us doing this show, one has been the response. I mean, we have some of the most amazing viewers, yes. loyal and true, who comment and, and really raise our conversations to a new level. Um, but they also inspire us. I mean, the fact that people see what we do, learn something from every show, and come back to learn more, that, that's, that means the world. So thank you, Cedric, for pointing that out and for letting us know. Yeah, and, and I've said throughout the year that we are a resource and that that's how we wanted to position ourselves. And our viewers definitely, I have to say, um, keeps us on our toes. You know, mm -hmm. um, even after we've had the show, if there was something said that a viewer had a question about or, or maybe um, just wanted to make sure that what we said, not necessarily was legitimate, but just to get more information, they reached out to us. So we, I, we do not want to underestimate the um, appreciation that we have for our viewers, ladies and gentlemen. So thank yes. you, as Bart said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, for some shows that we've had, we, we've had to push the envelope a little bit in some way, you know, just to make sure that, that we cover all sorts of topics. So one of the topics that we covered was dating, dating in in this you know coronavirus era, and making sure that that we got the word out about where you could go if you needed to get a date, so forth and whatnot. And we decided to have a um a dating uh, coach to come on the show from better way from betterwaytomeet.com. And I think we have a clip from Mr. Lamont White on dating in the HIV era. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Honored World AIDS Day on December 1st. Yep. We're trying to, you know, honor what 
World AIDS Day stands for, as well as helping to eradicate not only HIV, but the stigma around it. How does HIV and HIV status come into play when you are matchmaking? And are you seeing um, it matter more, less, <clears throat> what? Yeah, so I like, great question, because on Wednesday, which was World AIDS Day, part of, I, I do a show called Shoot Your Shot Wednesday. And so at mm -hmm. the end of it, I made sure I did a shout out to people who are living with HIV, navigating HIV, like all of that. Like, because I feel like in gay, with gay men, it's a reality for us. Whether it's a partner, a friend, we know someone who's living with HIV and we should be supporting each other. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I get into the weeds when I do interviews, like direct questions like, are you top, your bottom? What are your thoughts about dating someone who's living with HIV? And guys are very forthcoming with their status or yes, I'm open to dating someone who's positive or they're not. I am finding that most gay men are very open to dating someone who's living with HIV. The thing that they're most concerned about <clears throat> is the person who's living with HIV, their mental health, that they're comfortable mm -hmm. with themselves. That's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. They're like, oh yeah, are they, are they taking a medicine? Are they comfortable with it? Oh, let's make it happen then. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, because HIV is not taboo anymore. Per, right. I mean, to 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 the to many people. I'm not going to say to everybody, but you know, there still uh, are some people who are like. Th no. There's still some people like absolutely not. But um, but yeah, it, it's not like it was. I'm going to say even five, eight years ago. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, and, it's and not like with, that. So yeah. Access to prep, um, mm -hmm. it makes it more easier. But I will say this because you know. People might hate me, but I'm gonna say it because my other hat, I work at CDC. Mm. Um, the uh, black gay men have not achieved viral suppression at the rates of white gay men. And access prep at the same as white gay men. So we have to do a better job of talking um, more about prep, staying on your medication and helping each other to do that. Like even me, like taking each other to the doctor. Hey bro, I know you're having sex with our condom. Get on prep. Right. Well, thank you for doing that because that's really important. And Rudy Miles say, so, says, so is you equals you even a conversation? And you equals you means undetectable, means untransmittable. It's definitely a conversation. Like even on like the dating apps where I talk to my clients about using some who are living with HIV, I say, put it out there. I say, complete that full profile so that people know what they're signing up for. Thank you, Lamont. Um, again, I'm going to say to everyone who's watching this show, that was just a clip, but that show is actually one of our highest viewed shows, ladies and gentlemen. And so if you please go to our, he said, he said, he said live Facebook page and click like share, but also search and find that show because that was a very, very informative, uh, fun, informative, important show. <laughs> yeah, on, on many levels. There was a lot of stuff that was covered. Another thing that he covered in that episode was that people may want to think about going to a sex therapist mm -hmm. to help them deal with a multitude of issues. I mean, as always, we cover a lot of ground in each of our episodes. Um, and you mentioned that that episode is really high rating. You're talking about on Facebook, but our episodes also appear on the NNPA 
YouTube channel. So if people are watching, please make sure you go and check out the NNPA channel because not only is our show there, but all the other NNPA shows are there and you might find something else that you're interested in. But also please check out our YouTube clip channel because what happens is the clips that we upload to Facebook have a whole new life over on YouTube. And the conversations are very different. We find that people are very interested in other things. Um, one of the most highly watched clips of ours, actually Alvin, is the what they didn't say clip. Do you remember the thing that we produced about what they didn't say about the soldiers in Bamber Bridge? Yeah, in Bamber Bridge, sure do, yeah. That is our wow. highest rated and most commented on clip. So if you get a chance, go over to our YouTube channel, look at the clips there, comment, because you are engaging in a completely different audience than you do when you see and comment on our things on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you, Vosh. Uh, you know, I will also want to take a moment right now because I'm looking at Vosh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, you know, he comes on every week and he's, you know, he's <laughs> Vosh. He's, he, he has his, his Vosh style and look. But tonight I'm looking at you and I'm going, I've never seen this look on you. And you look pretty good. Okay. It's okay to be dazzled. I got to give you, I got to <laughs> give you like some calls, okay? Because thank you. Uh, Kudos. It is our anniversary, but kudos. You, you look amazing. So I have to say that. And again, I'm going to say I apologize that Nigel is not here, but he was having some serious technical difficulties tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Alma. Yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't worn some of this stuff in two years. So the fact that it fits is a beautiful thing. Okay, so I am not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And I'm, I don't, I'm, I am not lying. I, all this fits, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, on, on you always show. look good, Alvin. Um, Let me just say, you always look good. Like every week, I know you are always holding it down in, in fashion. From the, I wish there was a montage of your outfits. We'll have to do that on another show. But from uh, the low cut hooker fits that I know you wear out to the club, to the <laughs> the tie and coat, <laughs> exactly to the tie and coat, looking dignified. You are always holding it down for us. I, I appreciate that. I, I do. Um, you know, I would say fashion is first, but I can't say that. Thank you, Rose. Thank you. Thank you. You thank and Vosh are indeed serving. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, thank Rose, you. for that. Um, you know, earlier we talked about Doc Donita being a part of our um, um, our health series um, that, that, that we ran. But we also um, put together a... a um, a manage your manage your finance series, ladies and gentlemen. And our finance guru, Mr. Randy Jones, has been on this show, I mean, at least three or four times. He's one of our most visited guests on the show. And when he came on the first time, he told us about how we can be financially fit, okay? And then he came back and talked about building your financial plan. And then he had the audacity to come back and talk about fertilizing your finances. By this time, I was ready to pass the plate, okay? Because <laughs> he he took us to financial church. And when, when I tell you, uh, Randy has been a staple on this show, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot overemphasize that uh, enough. I, I cannot, I, I really can't. And yeah. um, we have a clip by Randy. Yeah, we do. Experience. Are there certain things that you would do first, second, and third when creating a financial plan? Yeah. Here's what people do typically when building a financial plan. What they'll do is say, 
I'm going to eliminate my debt first so that I have some cash to invest. And then I'm going to invest my money because I want my money to grow. And then out of my investments, I want to go ahead and start saving some money because I got some extra money to put away for a rainy day and for my future. And then I want to, you know, figure out a way that I'm going to protect all the money that I've accumulated. That is backwards. Flip it. Mm -hmm. First thing you have to do is protect first. You need to protect the source Mm -hmm. of the income, you. That involves things like life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care, disability insurance. Mm -hmm. Then you need to become great at saving. A person who saves for 20 years in a shoebox will have more money than a person who invests for 20 years in the market. Even with a 0% chance, uh, a 0% rate of return because they have a 0% chance of loss. And then after you become great at savings, enhance your savings through investing. And then after you're investing, then eliminate your debt. You all, I'm telling you, please go to our YouTube page and see the full show, okay? Um, absolutely incredible. Randy is no, is no joke. And we are honored to have had him on this show to um, actually manage that our manager finances uh, series. Randy has been on so much. He is like an honorary, <laughs> like, co-host of he said, he said, he said, you know, ball head and everything. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I don't even know if I can, all I can say is to that, Randy gets a lot of likes when, when, when we start advertising for this show, the way we advertise when he's on the show. And I'm telling you, when we, when he put his picture up, I, I hope people are actually reading our post so you can, you know, get in touch with Randy to fix your finances. Yes, that's all you need to get in touch with Randy for, to fix your finances, okay? But yes, uh, Randy, <laughs> Randy said, Randy stopped by you guys and he wanted to share something with us. Hey, my name's Randy Jones, and I was a special guest on He Said, He Said, He Said. Hey, guys, thanks for creating this platform. Much luck to you in the future because you guys really work hard and deserve it. Talk to you soon. Foster, you remember when we had Randy on the Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Thank Randy. you. Thank you. Remember when we had Randy on the show to make him play that, that game uh, where we talked about we, we, we named two people. And he and we had to decide. He had to pick which one of the persons were it. For example, um, yes. it was a game where we said um, which of these two people uh, had the highest net earnings. And yes. Randy, he was Randy was like, I don't know what to do here, but I'm just gonna call out names as I see them. He was so funny. <laughs> was so funny. Yes, indeed. At one point in time, I think he was just voting the way that I was voting, and I had to tell him, Randy, I don't know. <laughs> follow follow somebody else follow somebody else yeah he's such a good sport and, yeah. and very knowledgeable and it's always a pleasure to have him on and have him be a part of the family it's you know that's one of the things that we've done over this past year i think we have really cultivated a family not just of the people that have been on the show but again the people that watch so many times in the clips that we have shown there has been someone's name who has popped up a number of times. And, you know, the name is Rudy Miles. We have seen him a number of times. <laughs> and we just want to thank you, Rudy, for all that you do and have done with the show and being a, a fabulous member of our audience, et cetera. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
you know, also on the show, Vosh, uh, this year, we've been very fortunate to get some scholars on, on this show. I mean, um, yeah. Nigel! Hey, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> hey. Oh, my goodness. Nigel, you shocked my book. My book fell. Okay, look. <laughs> I mean, Nigel came on. He's not even, he is nowhere near me, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, but my, my, my book just fell, and um, I, I'm going to put my book back up here. Next to my my bottle of drinks, and I think I'm just gonna sit it here. And uh, you guys got your heads extra shiny today. Oh my yes, goodness! It it's our anniversary. It's <laughs> our anniversary. Yeah, buff. Yeah, buff. You didn't you didn't hear this, but thank you so much. Uh, you know, for all you bring to the show, and we'll talk a little bit more about that again. But I just wanted to say, you know. I thanked you earlier and thank you for working it out so that, that you could be here. Look at your fans screaming your name. See, hey, Rudy, how are that, that, you? That's what's up. That's what's up. But, you know, I was, I was just saying that, you know, over this past year, we, we've had, um, you know, a Harvard professor on the show. We've had the um, director of the uh, NN, uh, NAACP on the show to talk about some, some topics that we thought that our viewers really, really needed to hear about. That, that impacted the African-American community. So mm -hmm. if we could run these new these next two clips, please, um, we can see some of uh, some of those clips from the show. Robert, mm -hmm. though, the, though the Emancipation uh, Emancipation Proclamation, which was a presidential decree used right. as a war tactic by Lincoln, uh, emancipated people, it didn't abolish the legal status of slaves or um, the state laws establish, establishing slavery. So how did black activists galvanize their resources to continue the fight for abolition? And who were some of the key players during that time? One of the things that I'm gonna be a broken record about with you guys is to say that we need to begin actually a little bit before 1865. And we probably need to begin again as early as the, um, as the first um, free black, sizable free black populations in the Northeast. And the reason I say that is that um, we see that the last northeastern population of black persons is um, is um, liberated, if you will, in 1827. But by 1830, you're starting to have what are called um, color uh, conventions, and color conventions are happening all over the country. The first one is in Ohio in 1830. By the time you get to 1890, so really the close of the Reconstruction period and all through the, um, through the Civil War, there have been 200 of these conventions. So you're seeing literally thousands of persons um, using their resources to sue state governments, to assist people trying to reestablish themselves after enslavement, to fight against segregation laws that are developing in a piecemeal fashion all over the country. So it wasn't that there are individuals who are famed for the work that they did. Obviously, someone like Frederick Douglass would be at the center of that. However, there were hundreds of activists, and in fact, thousands of, Afri of activists around African-American people's civil liberties and around resistance to segre segregation policies and black codes, they were called, long before the close of slavery for the whole country. So you begin in the 1830s and you see the same population of people being augmented by newly freed um, people who are struggling against newly developing black codes in um, uh, in in former slave in former Confederate states, I should say. So it was a big push. Um, can I just say one other thing about it? And part of the reason I'm so passionate about sure. it 
please. Is that one of the things that W.E.B. Du Bois says to us in um, his groundbreaking work that you guys should read, um, Black Reconstruction, is that the way that we talk about um, the cessation of slavery and um, the beginning of Reconstruction is that it's something that white folks did for black people. That's a lie. Then the truth of the matter is that you saw the massive amount of activism around the close of slavery and the enactment of black civil rights in this country were happen happening by black persons. Some of them uh, really recently freed um, um, or persons who are persons who had taken their freedom. Um, and two, that the reason that he says that the Civil War was won was because you saw a massive general strike on the part of enslaved people who said, you know what, we're not going to feed these Confederate soldiers and we're not going to plant these crops. And we're going to deal with food shortages and lack of materials ourselves. And we're going to run away at the very first step that we can actually run away. And that is going to do what is going to actually um, uh, tilt the, the Civil War in the favor of the Union versus uh, in the favor of the Confederacy. I believe Du Bois on that. And I think that one of the things I want to move away from is that there are very, very special Black people who, you know, in 1830, 1840, 1850, 1860, 1870, um, actually helped to move our community um, had no it was that our community as it does all the time created people who were figureheads for and uh, and leaders of mass organization on the part of both um, um, uh, free people and and enslaved people before the close of slavery in 1865 mm -hmm. if, yeah, if you want me to if uh, I will I'll stop that but I'll just say that um, I wanted to say that you guys are exactly right to talk about the fact that the Emancipation Proclamation is not the thing that ends slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation is the thing that ends slavery in the rebel states. Um, slavery is ended, I think, in, I think it's December 6, 18... December 18th, 1865. With the 13th Amendment? Mm -hmm. I'll so talk more about that in a second, too. The 13th Amendment, the 13th Amendment ends the... Um, Ends enslavement. The Fourteenth Amendment um, establishes, um, which is in 1868, um, establishes citizen rights, citizenship rights for um, all persons born in the United States. Um, and I just want to talk about that for, or who are naturalized. And I just want to talk about that for a minute. And the Fifteenth Amendment sure. gives um, um, effectively African American men uh, voting rights. The reason I want to talk about the Fourteenth Amendment, which says that a citizen is a person who is born in the United States is because the reason for that is that it said that all of these black persons who were born here, whose grandparents were born here, whose great-grandparents were born here, are in fact citizens, and that any person who is, um, who is born on this soil is in fact a citizen. I'm livid about Donald Trump and company saying that we're going to um, um, str um, struggle against um, immigrant children who are being born here by parents who are undocumented um, as citizens. I don't care what the hell they say. This is something that is a right that was secured by our ancestors, our enslaved ancestors. Mm -hmm. And it is one of the things that makes the United States a beautiful country. Black people should be particularly enraged about it. It's an insult to our people. And the idea that somehow, the idea that, that um, if the child is born on this land, um, as it is an American child and we will care for it, that's a beautiful idea. Right. You know, that is the best of who we are. Why would we not want to get rid of that? I don't care what the kid looks like. All right. Thank was, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I wanted to go to the to, to the next clip after uh, Dr. Reed Farr also because I, I want to talk about both of these clips. So if we could uh, play the next clip you, by uh, Dr. Riley. How has CRT moved the needle on inclusion in the United States? 
I mean, it is, you know, a lot of work. As you think about the, 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 the process of creating policy, which really sets the parameters and guidelines for how institutions are structured, a lot of the lawmakers and policy um, uh, makers and advocacy organizations have relied on CRT-based research to ensure that communities are included and thought about um, as they develop policies and procedures or legislation. Um, and so, you know, one of the things to think about is that although CRT is, you know, you're not going to see it or hear it referred to as people are putting legislation forward or as they're as they're um, advocating for certain areas, it has influenced everything from how we think about school access, um, how we think about healthcare programs and reform, how we've addressed gentrification and this revitalization of neighborhoods and communities. It is a very, it is a, it's been a behind the scenes, and I don't even say behind the scenes, it's been a very, a very evident and necessary tool for inclusion because it informs how people understand and think about something. Um, and so, you know, what folks who do this work really are trying to do is make sure that their inquiry, their research, their work is in front of those who are making these pretty big decisions. Um, if you think about a lot of the, you know, for the first time, to my knowledge, we have a president in the United States who has made an executive order about racial equity. Uh, we've never seen that before. It was some of the folks doing CRT type of work that even were able to elevate that as a necessary tool because the reality of it is this country is gonna be majority and is consistently growing to be majority people of color um, and will continue to do so. And there are folks who are nervous about that. It's why we're seeing January 6th. It's why we saw Stop the Steal. It's why we're seeing this fight against CRT. And so um, CRT has been a very successful tool and folks are nervous about that, which is why it's under attack at this point in time. <laughs> Those so, were two very, very important shows for me. Yes, yes. I will say when we I'm first sorry, started, oh, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I will say when we first started off with Robert, I don't know, you just gave me Gil vibes when you said his name at first, when you were like, so, Robert. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Um, but I will say that um, in going back and watching that video, I wasn't present at the time, but in going back and watching that video and learning so much about the color convention movement and like learning of all the organizations that it started and created, and it taught me such a lesson because I didn't think people in the early 1800s, and they don't teach us in these schools, and this is the history that they don't teach in schools, like proper American history, that they were starting these organizations and that these intelligent people of color of 1800s were coming together to talk about movements and ways that they can help their people in any type of way. Um, and also knowing that it led to the NAACP in 1909, like that was really, really cool. So I will say that was interesting. And Jamie, before we had that topic with um, racial theory, I, I won't even lie, I didn't know what that was. And then when he came on and I was like, you know what, we're gonna wing this. Like I did my research and I still don't know what it is. But when Jamie broke it down, it was like, okay, I get it. Okay, so, okay, it, ma it makes total sense. So I feel like this show really does a good job in explaining, especially to people my age and younger, what things are and about forbidden history. Yeah. 
Well, thank, thank you, Nigel. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought both, both of those shows to me were very informative to me. And, uh, and that was one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted uh, Dr. Uh, well, Jamie, he told me don't call him doctor, to come on to the show because I knew that I didn't know or what I knew about uh, critical race theory, he could break it down in a way that we could all understand. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are two very good shows. Thank you for that clip also, uh, Bosch. Yeah, because the thing that I learned from you know, the first clip was how instrumental Black people have been in this country with one, securing their own freedom. You know, we're never really taught that enslaved people as well as you know, people who got their own freedom were the ones who really were responsible for freeing the rest of the slaves and ending slavery because of all the activism work that they were doing, as well as the work that they were doing by not doing work as they were continuing to be enslaved. I mean, that was super powerful. There are lots of things to be learned from that particular episode, um, which, you know, if you haven't seen it, please make sure you check it out. So what we're going to do now, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, we we have some testim- some guest testimonials and a few clips. And so, if you all don't mind, I want to go ahead and run through the next um, the next uh, testimonials and clips. Are you guys okay with that? Oh sure. Yep. Okay. So who's the next uh, testimonial from? Somebody who's been on the show a lot, I think. Hello, I'm Rudy Miles, Beauty by Rudy. I was a special guest on the episode, Skin Tight. We talked about skincare and of course, self-care. So happy one year anniversary, gentlemen. Please keep doing what you're doing and saying what you're saying. Thank you so much for the platform. <laughs> thank you. Rudy. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Rudy. What we're doing and saying what we're saying. Thank you. So yeah, let, let, let's keep let's keep the clips rolling, please. A story in my own family history, uh, a will contest. Uh, my it turns out that my great 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 grandmother uh, was a enslaved woman, and she was owned by my great 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 grandfather. Hmm. Now he did a will in 1846 that set her free, along with her eight children and her six grandchildren, and uh, they had to make their way to freedom. Uh, but I didn't know any of this. Um, and uh, in 2014, I had a great aunt who was turning 100. And I wanted to do something special to commemorate her life and uh, how significant she'd been for our family. Because she, you know, she was born in 1914. She walked four miles each way to get her college degree at Southern Illinois University. And she married a Tuskegee Airman. And uh, she traveled with him when. Uh, before he went off to war and she taught the other children of Tuskegee Airmen, but she was a matriarch in her family. So uh, I wanted to do something special to commemorate her um, her life uh, as she was turning 100. And, and you know, it kind of ties back into the one you just asked about short and long-term impact. And then when you think right. about in corporate America, um, some of the short-term impact is um, uh, low job satisfaction, Mm-hmm. decrease the work performance in the short run. Um, over time, though, on the long-term impact, feelings of abandonment for yourself, feeling yeah. abandoned, That's right. um, as well as depression and anxiety. 
um, I think one of the biggest things that I found important in, in corporate America is mentorship and sponsorship. Yeah. Finding someone that you can connect with in corporate who understands um, what your experiences can be as a person of color in a corporate world and can help you navigate through it. Because without that support, it increases the chances of having or experiencing some of those long-term psychological um, effects like depression and anxiety. Hey, my name is Silver Logan Sharp. And I'm Paula Potts. And we were special guests on He Said, He Said, He, he Said, episode 12. Family Affair, a, a mother-daughter bond. Here's to the future and much success. Congratulations, gentlemen, for creating this amazing platform. Happy, Happy anniversary. Oh, wasn't that nice? Oh my God, oh my God. We need to go back real quick. Thank you, Rudy, right? Thank you, Rudy, for that. And and that that clip from um, uh, Terry Franklin, it, it got it got cut off. So Nigel, can you just give us briefly what what that what that um, that clip was about, please? Yes, one thing that I truly loved about Terry, and I think he just taught us a lesson that don't forget your history. And he went back, uh, uh, talk about his grandmother was turning a hundred years old, and he went back to his great 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 grandmother, if I'm not mistaken. Who great, was great, great. a great 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 yeah grandmother who wasn't it um mistaken great great, great great yeah it was the third grade i thought so <laughs> fourth Thank you, grade. oh it was the fourth girl oh, wow yes. yeah she was um she was a slave um mm -hmm. but she was married to her husband who was a Caucasian individual mm -hmm. and they lived in a city that they thought was free for black people but turned out it wasn't but he ended up having to make her his slave for them to live with um, live with her, uh, live with him, um, and also the children as well. And in his will, he talked about how he wanted them to be free and give them their freedom. But he also spoke about how the brother of the slave owner said he was out of his mind and that that wasn't true and that he, he was crazy and that this guy didn't, that his brother didn't want them to have his freedom. So to find out all that information and to give that a gift to your 100-year-old grandmother, I just thought that was so beautiful, and to celebrate her legacy, and going to college in 1914, if I'm not mistaken, um, and also just um, teaching uh, Tuskegee Airmen and marrying the Tuskegee Airmen, all of that history and that family was just so, so beautiful, and I just wanted to give him so much praise for telling his story, and um, Dr. Holmes, um, Alvin, she was just so amazing, so candid, um, and just really brought that raw information of what it means to code switch, especially for the workplace and how it is important as African-Americans we truly find that person or people or that community within our jobs where we can feel that we can talk to and can totally express themselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, th those were those were very powerful uh, clips. Thank you. For for joint for for doing that, Nigel. Um, we we are we're, we're we have some a few minutes, but we're going to get through this. We need to um, actually announce our. Well, thank you, Silver and Paula, for for coming on and giving us a shout out. Thank you. Um, we we need to have our the announcement of our uh, book giveaway. So um, there were five winners that were selected from last week. Um, thank you all for sending in your submissions. 
And we have um, the author, Dwayne Vernon, who's going to announce the winners. And all of you will receive an autographed copy of his book. Yeah, that's going to be really quite amazing because, you know, it's such an amazing thing. Thank you all for who entered into that giveaway. Um, it, yeah, we're really, really super excited to be able to announce this. Hello, I'm Dwayne Vernon, author of The Master's Plan and my newly released novel, uh, Counterpunch. Tonight, I'm here to announce the winners of the book giveaway from last week's show. Daniel, please. Let me stop. <laughs> the winners of the Master's Plan are Randall Copeland, Jessa Benedict, and Keith J. The winners of my newly released Counterpunch are Rick Eirick and Philip Frazier. You all will receive my autographed copy. Thanks to He Said, He Said, He Said. Thanks for the opportunity. Happy anniversary, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations, guys. Um, that, that was Joseph. Uh, Randall, Keith J, Rick Irick, and Philip uh, Philip Fraser, and that's Joseph Benedict and Randall yes. Copeland. Yes. Wow. Well, there. Uh, I have to say that there was definitely a different clip to show about the book giveaway. Uh -huh. I'm glad that that one that one ran. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there well, was a much well, different and much more <laughs> fabulous one, which listed everyone's names and everything. But you know. <laughs> it is a live show. Hey, there you go. And and the reason we can have that book giveaway is because of our viewers. And there are some viewers that have sent in their actual viewer testimonials that that we want to uh, show with uh, air with you guys tonight. So can we thank you, viewer, viewers? Can we run our, our viewer testimonials, please? Happy anniversary, guys. I am a faithful viewer of He Said, He Said, He Said. Thank you for all of the wonderful content that you have presented this entire year. Keep up the great work and continue to say what he said, he said, he said. Thank you so much. Hello, He Said, He Said, He Said. My name is Rosalie Settles and I'm a faithful watcher of the show. And I just wanted to say, gentlemen, congratulations and happy anniversary. I look forward to more wonderful inspiration and laughter in 2022. Keep up the good work and continued success. Thank you. Thank you, Rose and Kenny D. Thank, thank you. Wow. That's, we see Rose's name every week. In every week. Feed. It was so amazing to see her beautiful face. And Kenny as well, handsome man. Thank you so much, you guys, for, for reaching out and, and submitting your testimonies. That was really beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Bosh, this is you, man. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we, what, what we've done every week that everybody has gotten used to, um, <laughs> we, 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 have, we have run a uh, Words of the Week. So, um, Bosh has prepared something for you guys tonight. Yeah, every week we, Alvin chooses some really inspirational words to share with you all. And I create these visual presentations of those and, and share them with you. Usually at the end of the episode on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page, which are both he said, he said, he said lives. Please like and follow us if you have not already. Um, and what we thought we would do 
for this anniversary episode was put together a nice presentation of some of our favorite ones that we thought were the most visually pleasing as well as the ones that would, were the most inspirational. So we'd like to share this with you. Hope it inspires. Thank you, Vosh. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Thank you. Oh my God. You don't realize until you see them, and that wasn't even all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, like there was it was less than <laughs> it was less than half. We have given words. lots of inspiration and words yeah. of encouragement out to people. So thank you. Thank you for putting that together. Um, well, we, we are near the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. And uh I I, I saw my sister on here, so Hello, Carol. How you doing? You. Um, my, my sister's on here. I got to give a, a, a sideways shout out. Um, uh, President Biden's uh, um, nominee today for Supreme Court Justice, um, Dr. Brown Jackson. Her husband happens to be my, my sister's chief surgeon mm-hmm. at Georgetown Hospital. So right when on. I saw him on the news today, I just got chills. Okay, so congratulations to the Brown Jackson family um, for uh, Dr. Brown Jackson's nomination today. So yes. um, again, we're at the end of the show and Nigel and Vosh, um, you know, we talked about this. Yes, it's three of us, ladies and gentlemen, but as they said in the movie Dream Girls, it's, there, you see three of us, but there's really five, okay, that have made this show what it was this year. So we have two of those members who have sent in a clip to help us close out the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. If we could roll them, please. 
Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, to the amazing team of He Said, He Said, He Said. Congratulations from the bottom of my heart. You know, um, Alvin Vosh, uh, I remember uh, when the, all of this started, Norm, uh, when all of this started with a dream uh, and a vision, uh, such a powerful vision from Alvin and how he beautifully articulated it to me and Vosh. Of course, there was only one thing to say. Of course, I'll be a part of this. Uh, I just want to wish you congratulations from the bottom of my heart. I'm so excited and so grateful about what you folks have been able to achieve over the last 12 months. And I'm excited to see what you create going forward. Much continued success. Love you all. Hey guys, I congratulate you on this wonderful achievement and convey my best wishes on the one year anniversary of He Said, He Said, He Said. You guys clearly stand out from the rest and the show is an inspiration for everyone. I truly enjoyed our time together. Thank you very much for all of the love and the laughter. Let's take it to the moon, baby. Happy anniversary. See, while I'm over here, I'm over here smiling and grinning and and and, and teasing, <laughs> and my hair standing up on my back. Um, thank you, Jacques, and thank you, Saladin, for for yeah. um, sending us those well wishes. Beautifully said. Thank you, thank you so much. So to Jacques and Saladin. To Jacques and Saladin. So we miss you. Yes. To close out the show, can you guys just briefly tell us, you know, what what your experience has been like on the show? You know, in a few seconds, um, just in a, in a few words, what has it been like for you this year? So let's start with Nigel, since he's the, the newbie Our guest the host. Um, I think this show this year has been very educational um, and uh, surprisingly um, educational. I think when we go into things not knowing what to expect or what to learn um, and what to get out of it, and since starting, I feel like I've learned so much and I just go to my friends and like, oh, did you know? <laughs> and um, so I will say I'm just so blessed to be a part of this group and just to learn so much from you guys and from the generations before um, so I can pass it along. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you. Thank you. And Vaz. Yeah. Nice to have you. This show has been an unexpected trajectory in my broadcasting experience. You know, I've done radio, I've never been in front of the camera in terms of my broadcasting experience. So this has been like such an amazing bridge. Uh, it's been such an amazing introduction into the NNPA family. It's been such an amazing uh, brotherhood in working with you, Alvin, and you, Nigel, and Saladin, and Jacques, and understanding what it means to be with seasoned Black men and sharing our experiences. It's amazing how we have such different perspectives on things, and yet there's something that really binds us together. It's been an amazing opportunity to you know, share creativity, to share my creative you know, capabilities, as well as expanding them. And, getting to meet all of our fabulous fans, those people that show up every week, those that watch and listen to our podcast, people that we never actually interact with, 
you know, uh, that's been truly, truly remarkable. And if you are listening on some platform at some other time other than tonight, Friday night, uh, please comment, let us know you're listening, give us your thoughts, connect with us because we want to connect with you. Thank you, Vash, thank you. And I'm going to say, you know, I, I know, um, thank you everyone who stuck around to, to, to hear us. We've gone beyond our time tonight, but it's our anniversary. Um, I just wanna say this last year uh, for me has just been uh, actually beyond, it has exceeded my expectations to be honest with you. Um, I always say, be careful what you ask for and be ready for when it comes. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, he said, he said, he said, uh, I actually expressed a, a vision or a dream to two people who without a doubt said, yes, I, I will do it. Not knowing if how, where it was going to go, just do it. And then to meet a producer, as I said, who helped push the envelope, who, who asked me, so when do you want to start? And I said, three weeks. He said, no, start next week. And it pushed me. It just pushed me to to be better. But to whom much is given, much is required. And I have accepted that responsibility. And I love working with you guys. I love you know the fact that this is something that I haven't seen before. I haven't seen three black men on TV or on a platform talking about different issues. I mean, broad issues, and especially three black seasoned gay men from three different generations. It is a beautiful image to me, and I am so grateful to have you all a part of or in that frame of this journey. So thank you all for being a part of that. And I appreciate you, Vash, Nigel, Jacques, and Saladin. And Norm. And Norm. You. And Norm. Thank you very much. So we're at the end of the show. Terry, thank you for joining on. Terry Franklin just joined on. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to close out this show, and we're going to say thank you for joining us for our one-year anniversary. Much, much more is coming in, in the new year, ladies and gentlemen, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of He Said. He Said. He Said.